Hello everyone and welcome back to Murder, Lies and Everything in Between with me, Jess, and my husband, Datu. Hello. Hope you're all good today. Um, sorry we're a little bit late today. Um, we work kind of got in the way, I'll be really, really honest. Um, so we're a little bit late recording this and kind of getting it up and editing it. So um, sorry for that. We normally kind of, um, we normally upload it at midnight, but you know, work, real life got in the way kind of thing. So... Today, um, we're actually covering a case that not actually a lot of podcasts have actually covered. Um, Not a lot of people have covered it overall, really. Um, I think it's because there's not really like a lot of information on both the people that are involved in this case. Um, There's not, as I said, there's not really a lot of information. The only information we can really get is from the interrogation slash interview footage of kind of him at the police station and the bits and pieces of kind of court clips and stuff like that so I try to get as much information as I can for this case but this is why we haven't kind of given a lot of information on um, both parties kind of childhood and stuff like that like we normally do I do normally try to kind of give a background on the victim more but in this case there's not a lot of either of them around so Excuse if there's not a lot of information about the victim in this case. Um, So my sources for today, um, I actually watched lots of different kind of sections of court footage from the trial. And I watched the three hour, well, almost four hour interrogation footage of this man. Um, So that's kind of where I got the information from. So a lot of this stuff I'm going to provide you with today is quotes from the interview quotes from him and kind of quotes from the officers and stuff like that that were investigating this case so maria nemeth was born in peru she had a sister and a mum who were living back in peru at the time of this case and her dad was actually living in the u.s at the time she was in regular contact with them despite not having her own phone um which seems a little bit weird to not have your own phone in 2006 i think it's 2000 2015 sorry um she didn't have her own phone which seemed a bit weird um but she did have a good relationship with all of them so she was kind of in regular contact with them and stuff like that she was working as a complex manager at the time at the apartment complex that they were actually living in at the time of this case and she actually had that job for about six years at this point um maria had actually she was separated from her ex-husband, but they were kind of going through the divorce. So the divorce was kind of in the final steps of finalisation. And they were actually married for eight years, but they had no children or anything like that. So she had no kids at this point. Uh, Fidel Lopez moved from Cuba in 2007 and his family were all living in the US at this point. Um, they kind of visited them regularly. They didn't live very far away. So the couple did visit them regularly at their home. Um, He actually had two kids. He had both boys. One was one and a half and the other was two. Um, But they were both living with their mum. But he kind of, from the gist I get from it is he had regular contact with his kids. Fidel was working as a mechanic at the time of this case at a truck stop. Um, And he had been working there at this point at about a month at this point. So relatively newish kind of job. So new job, new home. You know, a lot of new things going on at the time. Maria was 30 years old when she met 23-year-old Fidel outside a nightclub that they both kind of regularly went to. They both liked to party and casually drink, and this continued after they kind of started dating. So during their honeymoon period, so kind of like a month after they were kind of together, they were kind of still going out partying, going to nightclubs and stuff like that. 
after this though as this kind of started to teeter off they started to kind of have more chill date nights so things you kind of do more as a couple you know they kind yeah. of they, Netflix and chill yeah pretty much Netflix and chill yeah they would go to the cinema kind of like what we would do um they'd actually go and go to a place called Chili's quite often um I had to google this because we don't have chilies in the UK um it's like um kind of like a bar and grill kind of thing so they went there quite regularly um and they both but they both did still like to drink kind of after work so according to Fidel they were both kind of casual drinkers after work they'd have a beer and stuff like that um but Maria apparently in his quotes would get crazy when she drank this will come in handy to know later though okay so remember that he says Maria would get crazy in his quotes when she drank the couple lived together in several homes before this final flat that they lived in in Sunrise. Flat, we say flat in the UK. I know in America it's apartment. So same thing, though. Exactly the same thing. Um, they lived in several homes before this. They lived with his pair, his, his like family at some point. Um, I think it was just before this flat that they lived in. They lived with his family and then they moved into this flat in Sunrise. Um, they moved into 11630 Northwest 128th Drive in Sunrise, Florida. Um, at this point, they'd been together for just over a year. So they'd lived together in a couple of apartments. It's not like they were new living together. They'd lived in a couple of places at this point. Um, this would be where this case was to go down just a week after moving in. They didn't even have any furniture in this flat at this point so they only had like basics of furniture they didn't even have dining tables they didn't have anything like that okay so on the 19th of september it seemed just like any normal day maria wasn't due into work this saturday as she didn't work weekends but she did go into the office for a couple of hours she sounds very much like us even when we're not supposed to be working we still go to work we love it that's why yep dedication <laughs> Um, so she did go into the office, as I said, for a few hours. Um, Fidel was working as normal for the weekends, um, but he finished at around 4.20 in the afternoon. Um, when he got home, Maria was already home cooking dinner. They actually had chicken, rice and beans, and he took a shower while she was kind of making dinner. They had dinner and they got ready to go out. So they'd already kind of made plans to go out this evening after work. So around 7 p.m., <clears throat> excuse me, they went to Miami to visit his mum for a little bit uh, until around 8pm. So there's a lot of arounds because they can't be damn specific on the exact time, but they say it was around 8pm, so it could be like 8, 8.05, 8.10. They decided that they wanted to go to Chili's for some margaritas after visiting his mum. So Chili's was across the road from their new apartment complex. So they went from Miami to near their apartment complex and went to Chili's to right. go and have some margaritas. They had a few drinks there. They were there for roughly an hour and they decided that they wanted to carry on drinking at home. So they walked to an ABC, which is like a convenience store. They went there um, and that was only across the road from where they lived as well. They decided to pick up some condoms and a bottle of 1880 tequila. I don't know what proof this is because, again, you can't really buy 1880. I've never seen 1880. Have you ever seen it? When you worked in a bar, did you ever see 1880? No, I haven't, no, I haven't seen it. No. Um, so I don't know what proof this is, but I'm assuming it's tequila. It must be quite strong. Um, they got back to their flat at around 10 p.m. So they were out of their house for a, kind of a few hours. Um, and they were both tipsy at this point. At the bar where they had margaritas, they did only have they had one full one each and then they shared the third one. 
So they have one and a half margaritas each. I don't know what Chili's margaritas are like, so I don't know if they're strong, they're weak, I don't know. But one and a half doesn't seem a lot to be very tipsy, does it? Oh, maybe they're just lightweight drinkers. Well, it doesn't sound like he said he was from the stuff he says later on. Um, When they got home, they put some cardboard boxes together that they'd obviously had from moving. Um, to make kind of like a makeshift table. They got some limes, they got some salt, and they put two glasses on the makeshift table. Um, and they put some music on using one, their phone that they shared. So I assume from the gist of it, they shared a phone, which I thought was a bit weird, sharing a phone. Maybe can't afford another phone. Could be. 2015, though. It just seems a bit weird yeah. that 2015, you wouldn't have your own phone. They both work. She's a manager of an apartment complex. She might not feel the need to have, need a phone. Could do, yeah. Just share one. It's one less expensive you've got to pay out, isn't it? I get it. It just needs to be weird that if her family live in Peru, why you wouldn't have your own phone to be able to be in regular contact with them and not rely on a shared phone. It's just a bit weird to me, but I, I don't know. We're obsessed with technology, so <laughs> we have our own phone. Well, we have four phones. We have two phones each. So I don't know. I must just think it's a bit weird to not have a phone of your own, but oh well. So moving on, they put some music on on the phone and they got kind of comfortable for a night of drinking. So they kind of started doing shots of tequila and kind of started partying at home, just them two. So the early hours of the 20th of September 2015, so this was the day before, so this was early hours of Sunday morning. Right. Um, at 3.30, a call was made to the 911 service from 11630 Northwest 128th Drive in Sunrise, the flat that was lived in by Maria and Fridell. The male on the end of the phone was distraught. He was crying and he was screaming, saying his girlfriend was struggling to breathe and he thought she was dying. The 911 handler couldn't understand much of what he kind of said. He was struggling for his words. He was, he sounded wasted. I've I've heard this, I've heard the 911 call and he sounded wasted. He his English isn't amazing, so it's very broken English. Um, and he just sounds absolutely wrecked and obviously distraught from his phone call. Um, he couldn't give her the address. I mean, I kind of understand this because he'd only lived there a week, but you would still think he'd have an idea of where where he lived. Yeah, especially if you've just moved in a week ago, kind of thing. You would think that changing utility bills, all that kind of stuff, you'd learn roughly where you kind of lived. But he got agitated because she was asking for the address, and he hung up. Okay. The police arrived shortly after this, so they must have been able to pinpoint where he was. Um, they arrived shortly after this at the property at around 3.39, so about eight or nine minutes after the initial 911 phone call was took. They entered the home and they could see Fidel lying over a naked Maria in the bathroom who appeared to be slumped over the bath between the bath and the toilet. So in that little gap, right. he was crying and he was clearly distraught and distressed. Maria was examined by paramedics immediately, but unfortunately she was pronounced dead at the scene at 4.02. So 22 minutes later, she was pronounced dead at the scene. What the fuck happened to her in between all this time? How did a night of partying, having drinks with your partner, go from that to Maria in the bathroom naked dying? How the hell does that happen? So I'm going to tell you what happened by what he initially said and then what actually happened, what he later admitted. Because in his interview footage, he went from flat out denying what happened 
to finally admitting exactly actually what happened. And I will just warn you now, this is a really, really, really gruesome case. And this is really, really brutal. Um, So if you don't feel like you can handle it, I'm not, I'm normally quite good with stuff like this. And I was cringing reading it and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I've never heard the word pussy mentioned so many times in an interview. Um, to the point where I've I don't I could think I'd go the rest of my life with ever hearing that word ever again. So Fidel willingly went to the police station to be interviewed. He wasn't handcuffed, nothing. He willingly went to the police station. The crime scene investigators obviously started doing their job and kind of the man's task of trying to figure out what the hell happened in this flat. The flat was trashed, there was broken doors, there was a smashed glass door, so like a big glass sliding door that was completely smashed. There was a laptop and a computer smashed onto the floor. Your absolute worst nightmare, right? <laughs> All your belongings being smashed up, your worst nightmare. <laughs> the wardrobe, um, the the wardrobe was trashed, kind of doors was off its hinges. And there was large amounts of blood in. It was mainly in the wardrobe, so large, large amounts of blood in the in the bottom of the walk-in wardrobe. Right. And there was also large amounts of bath in the bathroom, but mainly in the bottom of the wardrobe. Um, and there was also a towel, like a large towel, placed over something in the bottom of the wardrobe. Okay, so this is what they saw when they entered the scene. Okay. Neighbors reported that they heard a man screaming and shouting a loud banging for at least the last two hours. So from about 1am, they heard banging and stuff like that before the police arrived at 3.39, okay? Remember, the couple arrived at 10. So from when they arrived home to when the police arrived was a five and a half hour gap. Five and a half hours, remember that, to the police arriving. What happened in those hours from them drinking to blood being in the bottom of the wardrobe to her lying over the bath, dead. This is the facts of the case from the investigators' findings, crime scene investigation, evidence at the scene, and what Fidel later admitted actually happened that night in that apartment. After arriving home that night, Maria and Fidel started doing shots of tequila, as we kind of said before. The night wore on, and they started to get progressively and progressively more and more drunk as the kind of hours went on. Allegedly, the conversation turned from kind of like a fun, you know what it's like, like from fun conversation, having like a laugh and a banter to a serious conversation, which is never good in these when you're drunk. You know what it's like. We've probably had conversations with like mates and stuff that you're drunk and you start to get into a deep conversation and it can kind of get a bit too deep sometimes. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it can just get out of hand, especially when you've all had a drink. Um, and they actually started talking about her relationship with members of her family. I think it was like her auntie they got into a conversation having about. Um, and then allegedly, this again, allegedly, the, the conversation led into sex acts that she wanted him to do to her in the future. Right. Okay. It's really weird. Even the investigators thought it was a bit weird that the conversation went from you're talking about issues with your family to sex acts. Yeah. That you wanted to, it's so weird that it can go from one to another so quick she allegedly said to him that she liked the idea of him using a bottle as a sex toy at some point in there not that night but at some point okay 
this obviously pissed him off and agitated him. And he thought maybe that this was something that her ex had done to her, so her ex-husband. Why, okay. Um, that her ex had done something to her and kind of that he wasn't satisfied enough. So, like, the kind of typical, you know, his pride was hurt. Why do you want me to use this? Am I not good enough kind of thing, you know? So this pissed him off, as I said, and the atmosphere started to kind of turn sour, Okay. At some point, though, the situation must have calmed down enough because Maria ended up completely naked and the couple went into the walk-in wardrobe to have sex. Okay? Why, why the walk-in wardrobe? I Did, don't know. Didn't they have a bedroom? Oh, they wanted to get a freaky deaky in the wardrobe. I think so, yeah. It's, it's weird to me that they would go into the wardrobe to have sex. I mean, that, that seems a little bit weird to me, if I'm honest. Maybe they just try and do it in every, every room in the house. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a little bit weird that they went into the walk-in wardrobe to have sex. Um, but was this consensual sex, though? And you'll know why I'm asking this in a minute. So he said she passed out in the wardrobe, but he had sex with her when she was passed out. What do you think? Consensual or not consensual? She was passed out. Well, she passed out during it. Yeah. During sex. Yeah. Well, you know. He later pass- admitted that what? she was passed out during well, sex. During sex. If they've already he started said, so doing- you raped her. And she, he went, well, no. If they've already started doing it and she passed out. She you know? passed out before this, it came to light. That she passed out before right, they okay. started having sex. She passed out in the wardrobe naked. Right. Dog. So they he was doggy she was doggy style yeah. okay so she was bent over in the wardrobe and she passed out okay he had sex with her okay i don't know what, he might what, not realize she passed out maybe yeah i mean maybe that that could be the case he might not have known at that point that she had passed out right i'll i'll give you that maybe he didn't um but to say she was passed out allegedly during this she muttered her ex-husband's name twice when he was apparently having sex with her. Right. Well, sex slash rape, okay? I will say sex slash rape because we don't know which one it is, okay? And I don't think... Well, we won't ever know which it was because Maria's not here to tell her side. Yeah. Um, She allegedly said her ex-husband's name twice. I haven't... I know her ex-husband's name, but it's removed from every source. There's a reason why her ex-husband's removed. So I haven't... I won't put his name in it. Um. But as I said, she was passed out. She was, as I said before, she was in the doggy star position with her face against the floor in the wardrobe floor. Okay, so she wasn't propped up on her arms or her elbows. She was face palmed against the floor. Okay, so you know what kind of position she's in at this point. Fidel left Maria in the closet because apparently she just said her ex-husband's name. He lost his shit. And at this point, that's when he trashed the whole flat. Right. Okay. So this is when he broke the glass doors. He smashed holes in the wall. He smashed the laptop, the computer, ripped doors off its hinges, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So you know where he is. He also threw the phone. So the phone that they were playing music off their one phone, he must have thrown that because apparently the battery came loose. Right. Okay. Okay. And this will make sense later on about the battery coming loose. I mean, I don't know what phone these days you can even take the battery out of a phone. Must have been a very old phone. Oh, good old Nokia's. Yeah, it could have been a Nokia. You could literally blow it up and it would still go running. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if Maria ever became conscious after this point. 
Okay, so when she was unconscious in the wardrobe, we don't know if she ever regained consciousness after this. Because again, we're going from what he is telling us. Fidel, after smashing up the whole apartment, Fidel re-entered the wardrobe and flew off the handle when he saw her. In his words, he turned into a monster. This is your trigger warning now, okay, if you don't want to hear this. He grabbed a beer bottle and proceeded to put it in her vagina. He then grabbed Maria's hair straighteners and inserted it inside of her as well. This wasn't enough for him, though. Fidel decided that he was going to put his entire arm up to his fucking elbow into her vagina and into her anal cavity. That is a whole nother level. Maria, apparently during this, she was completely unconscious and she didn't make a sound during all of this. She didn't wake up at all? She apparently didn't wake up at all during any of this. So she's had her boyfriend insert a beer bottle into her vagina and her her anal canal hair straighteners so he's took the bottle out he's then inserted hair straighteners into her and then he's put his entire arm inside of her inside her anal cavity and her vagina and she did not wake up or make a sound i find that really hard to believe really really hard to believe This, though, again, wasn't enough. Um, Fidel decided that while his arm was inside of her, he was going to grab onto anything he could, and he just started pulling. He actually pulled out her intestines and other tissue. They weren't specific about what other tissue, but it was internal. I mean, we can all use our own initiative to know that If you're going through a vagina, into a cervix, to get into intestines, you're going through the stomach and everything. Yeah. Do you know how hard it would be to pull that out? That would take so much strength and so much anger to be able to do that to somebody, especially someone you allegedly love. I I I can't get my head around that. And again, allegedly unconscious. I, I, I find that really hard to believe. What do you think? I'm still getting the shot that he'll put his whole hand up her. So, Fidel was asked by the investigators later on, do you remember pulling anything out from inside of her? So do you remember having like a handful of anything when you kind of were taking your arm out of her vagina or out of her, her ass? And he said, I remember having something in my hand and I just put it on the floor. Right. Yeah, I know. Your f- your face said that all then, babe. <laughs> Maybe you fucking thought you grabbed a piece of shit. <laughs> when the vagina? Oh, you said up her ass. Uh, both. He oh, did it okay. from both. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did it up both. He, yeah. Um, there was also though a coat hanger hook on the floor in the wardrobe. So, not the f- whole coat hanger, but like the hook part of the coat hanger. Right. Um, they actually asked him if he'd used this to remove, help remove her intestines. Um, he said he actually couldn't remember if he had or not. So he couldn't remember if he'd used it or not. So they couldn't actually ascertain whether he did use it or not at this point. So he's used his bare hands to do all this damage. He didn't want to look at what he'd done. Um, so he covered her intestines with the towel that I said. So that was 
the stuff that was on the floor with the towel put over. He didn't want to look at it, so he put the towel over and he dragged her to the bathroom. He initially said that she she walked to the bathroom. This is what he originally said. She walked to the bathroom on her own. And the, the investigator turned around and said, there's no fucking way after you've disemboweled her that she is walking on her fucking own to the bathroom. There's no way she's doing that. You've just tortured her. Do you 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 really expect us to believe she's walked herself to the bathroom? That ain't fucking happening. And after pushing and pushing and pushing for a while, he finally admitted. Well, he said that she crawled, and then he backtracked later on and said, actually, no, I helped her. So he basically dragged her to the bathroom. Right. Okay. So we went from her walking to her crawling to her to him helping. him dragging her yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah. He propped her up again, and at this point, he still wasn't happy, and he began his assault again on Maria. So he wasn't happy with disemboweling her the first time. He decided that he was going to do it again. So he put her into the doggy-style position again, and he again started putting her arm inside of both cavities and removing more tissue from inside of her. Fidel cleans himself up. He propped her up between the bath and the toilet. He propped her up and walked outside for a cigarette. He was out there for about 15 minutes and later he re-entered the flat. He went into the bathroom and he saw that Maria was kind of struggling to breathe. As you can imagine, she was dying. Um, even unconscious, she, you, he apparently could see her struggling to breathe at this point so he decided that he was going to splash water on her face at the same time slapping her on the face saying come on baby come on why are you doing this to me help help why are you doing this to me why are you doing this to me he's just fucking disemboweled her why is it what what is 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 he being traumatized is he by him killing his girlfriend how can you say how can he dare say that why are you doing this to me fucking unbelievable guy honestly he tried to lift her up but he couldn't um he wanted to actually put her in the bath um to wake her up allegedly maria was never going to wake up from these injuries she had no survival in the words of the investigators she had no survivable injuries you cannot survive being disemboweled you cannot survive that Fidel left the bathroom, put the battery in the phone to then make the 911 call. Okay, so as we said, he threw the back through the phone. This is why he was then putting the phone back in the, the battery back in the phone to make the call. A few minutes later, as we said previously, the police and the paramedics arrived at the scene to take over. Okay. Right. So we're back to kind of what we said at the beginning when the police arrived. At the police at the police station. The investigating officers confirmed Fidel's name and his details and said he understood English to the ER, but he struggled to kind of write it. So okay. they signed off his waiver to speak to them. Um, you know, he expressed that he was there willingly. He wasn't forced to speak. He didn't ask for a lawyer. He didn't ask for any of those things. He was purely there just to give his account right. of what happened. Yeah, just give his statement. Pretty much, yeah. 
They gave him water, they gave him food, they gave him regular regular bathroom breaks, and they even offered him offered him regular cigarette breaks. He did take the regular cigarette breaks and stuff like that, and he was drinking kind of sipping water during it all. Um, and he even had a nap during the interview because the interview did kind of go on for quite a long time. Um, so he was there willingly. They made sure they confirmed this several times. You're here willingly. You were not handcuffed when you were in the police car. Nothing like that, okay? The interview started at 7.39am, okay? So a good few hours after the police arrived. Fidel started off by denying what he'd done. He said she had asked him to put the bottle inside of her. She had apparently asked him to put his arm inside of her. And she apparently asked for everything that he did to her. This is what he started off by saying, that she asked him i want you to put a bottle in me i want you to put your arm not fist your arm inside of me i want you to put straighteners inside me i want you to do all that to me okay every time the officers kept asking him he just denied it and denied it to the point where one of the investigators not the main one there was one sitting across from him and then there was another one sitting like to the corner of the room he got really, really angry with him, and he was because he was just playing it down the whole time. He was just playing this down, saying that you know she she wanted this. It was just rough sex, and she wanted me to do this to her. She, you know, she was bleeding at one point, and this is all the stuff he was trying to palm off to him, saying that she started bleeding at some point, and I and he apparently said, "Oh, you know, you're bleeding," and she went, "Carry on, carry on. It doesn't hurt. Carry on." This is what he was trying to genuinely say to these yeah. officers. Um, he kind of quote a stated quote, she would have been in agony. This wasn't rough sex. This was fucking torture. Your arm was no longer in her vagina. It was in her stomach. He was trying to say she was having fun. It wasn't in her vagina anymore. It was in her stomach. She was not having fun. That was torture. They eventually showed him the crime scene photos, so big photos of what what the crime scene kind of showed, and he finally realised that he actually wasn't going to get away with saying it was just rough sex, um, which is what he's been trying to say the entire time. So it was a good few hours. I think it was like two, two and a half hours. This is how long he denied that it was just rough sex for. Kept just palming it off. I was really drunk. I can't remember. I can't remember what happened. She asked me to do this to her, but I can't remember what happened. I was really fucking drunk. I was really drunk. That's what he kept palming it off to. As I said, he waited until two, two, two and a half hours into the interview until he finally actually admitted that they'd actually had an argument and that is what, what had started it kind of all off. Um, they were drinking and apparently Maria had said that she was actually missing her family in Peru where her family were and that she actually wanted to move back to Peru um, and he couldn't so he was actually using her car at the time because she obviously as I said before she worked in the apartment complex so she didn't drive her car regularly right. and he drove it to work every day okay. so she basically said to him you know you're not going to be able to use my car anymore to get to work because I'm not going to be here um, and kind of do you want to do you want to come back with me to Peru do you want to come home with me kind of thing you know so they don't have to break up right and he said no you know I've got two kids here in the US there's I can't earn any money there I'm not basically moving there so this is this is the gist from what I get from it is that this is what actually started off the argument 
this is what actually happened, I think, that he was pissy because, you know, he wouldn't be able to get what he wanted anymore. He couldn't do what he wanted because she was basically deciding to make a move for whatever she wanted to do, okay? We don't know if she did actually say her ex-husband's name. This is just what he said, okay? he may, She may have at some point, but I think that's what actually pissed him off and that's what I think actually started this whole kind of sequence of events. He did later admit what he'd done to her. He said he didn't have any plan to kind of get away with it and he knew he had to face whatever kind of justice was coming his way. He stated, quote, maybe if I was sober, I would have walked out of the apartment, but I was just so fucking drunk. Fidel said he was scared to tell the truth, but he was just really drunk. I will just say he palms off. I'm drunk a lot. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. All the time. He just keeps repeating. I was drunk. I was just so fucking drunk. He asked the officers several times what would happen to him, how long he would spend in prison as he's got kids. He seemed more interested, to be honest, about what he was going to go through, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. About how much, how hard it was going to be for him that he wasn't going to be able to see his children, how long he was going to spend in prison. The interview ended at 15.50. So, again, hours and hours and hours all later. All day, basically. Pretty much yeah. all day, yeah. He obviously didn't sleep overnight, so he was obviously exhausted at this point, you know, hungover probably as well. Um, CSI took all of his clothing, so they got him to kind of strip down and put him into like one of the white jumpsuits. Yeah. He was actually only wearing a white t-shirt and shorts at this point anyway. He wasn't wearing any shoes, socks. He wasn't wearing any boxes either because they did ask him if he was wearing any underwear. Um, but he wasn't wearing any of that. They got him to go into a jumpsuit um, and the CSI um, took measurements of his forearm. So they got him to like put his arm down and they measured both forearms obviously for later on, for the court and all that kind of stuff. Fidel was actually officially arrested at this point and he was going to be transported to the county jail to be booked in at this point. Fidel Lopez had no criminal record before this. He had no previous incidents recorded of domestic violence with Maria or even his ex that he had two kids with. This couldn't have been predicted, but if you add alcohol and someone who can turn potentially violent with alcohol, it's going to be a recipe for disaster at some point for something to happen. And this is, unfortunately, one of those cases that this is exactly what happened. Alcohol was involved. He may have never been violent before. He may, he made a point of saying during his, during his interview that I've never been violent. I've, I would never lay a hand on her. I would never rape her i would never do this i would never do this he made a point of saying that during the entire interview but he did he did commit domestic violence no, yeah, her. he, he did. fucking killed yeah, her no, he, yeah he did you can't say just because oh well i didn't hurt her before this you fucking killed her no. now well, like, it's the same thing it just takes one thing to snap though doesn't it I think that's what it was. I think you know, it was a snap. I don't know if it was violent. I don't know if, if there was any domestic violence before this. I It could just be this. It could have just... But this was enough. Yeah. No. And it only takes you one time. But like you said, if drinks involve your, you know, your decision making is very blurred as we very all... Very poor, yeah. As, as we all know. And you said it, it, whatever was said, whether she wants to move back or she did say the name, and it just could just be... A snowball, basically, you yeah. know, and the, her saying her ex 
as name when they're in the middle, obviously doing it. Yeah, I think that would, would piss a lot of people off. Do it you know what I mean? Fucking for it wouldn't get you to the point though where you fucking but, disembowel your partner. No, though. no, I think I went a bit too far. But some people handle their alcohol differently, don't they? Do you and know I what think I mean? you hit the nail on the head. I, I think, think that's exactly what it is. I think it wasn't just one thing. You know, you don't know the conversation of her. Like, we can't use my car anymore because I'm looking at moving back, and that obviously pissed him off. Obviously, yeah. then they sorted it. Then they could have had another little. Jokey, yeah. you know, another argument, and then that third thing was in the middle of doing it. They, she turned around and said yeah. her ex partner's name, yeah, not once but twice. He might, yeah. he might let it go like the first time. She was like, well, "What was that?" And then hearing it again, he probably thought, "Fucking hell!" Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what could have fucking snapped that. Oh, it's just what you want, is it? It's just what you, yeah. it's just what you like. Because obviously, it's by the sounds of it, she was telling him, "Oh, this is what." I like to be done. Do you know what I mean? We, mm. you know, we don't know can that. We give it a go. Yeah, you know, thing, yeah. maybe not now, but can we yeah. keep, can we try it? And then when she said her, I'm not justifying it, but if she yeah. said her part ex partner's name, you're just like, right, okay, this is what obviously you did with your ex partner. I'll fucking do it to you. Then. I'm gonna do it to you. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna take it to the next level. Yeah. He he might put a bottle in you. I'm gonna put yeah. a bottle in an arm and whatever else yeah. in you. If it's what you want, I'm gonna give you what you want. And then yeah. he also took it too far. Well, too well too far. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But. I think he just literally just, by signs of it, he obviously just snapped. That was the first thing, I'll be honest, when I was watching the the interview footage, the first thing that came to my mind was he purely did this because she said, oh, you know, I'll make like a bottle mm. kind of thing. Like at some point, I believe that she may have said that. She may have said, oh, you know, I might quite like to try this kind of thing, you know. I don't think we can ever shame anyone's kinks or, you know, people like different things sexually. People like different things. Some people like stuff like that. But I think he kind of, he well, not not even think, he definitely took this way too far. And I think he did this purposefully because she said, oh, let's try this. And he thought, oh, you know, I'm really going to give it to you. Then if you really want it, I'll give it to you. I think it's a lot of it's a male ego thing as well. Now, some men might not agree with me when you're listening but I think, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you're talking about your ex or what you used to do. Yeah. Was he bigger and all this? Did Oh, he used to do it like this. So I want to take it that, to that next level because I want to be the best that you've ever had. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And again, that comes to an ego thing. Yeah, you know? male-driven ego. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, well, you did like this with your ex. I want you to tell you. I, mean, I want yeah. you to remember me. Do you know what I mean? I want to split you into two. You know what I mean? All men want to oh do that to God, women. That, that phrase <laughs> so fucking cringe. It's true. It's true. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just saying from a male perspective. I'm going to split you into two. <laughs> That's what we want. Do you know what I mean? We want you to, when we finish with you, we want you to have a wheelchair. You know oh, what my I mean? fucking God. <laughs> we want you to remember us. <laughs> you might get with your next partner and be like, yeah, remember, remember that person I had last week? <laughs> is that not true yeah i get what you're saying yeah there we go and like yeah. i said he obviously did it took it well too far yeah and this is the outcome of it, it is a woman lost her life over it. yeah you know but like I said, some people just can't handle their drink and i think you know? yeah i think just don't drink yeah you know but i mean he made a point of saying that you know she she gets crazy when she drinks yeah. and she's like this when she drinks kind but of thing. What does he mean by crazy? Crazy in like she's crazy to have an argument about trivial shit or crazy in like she's freaky deaky in the bed? I don't know. That... I mean, he didn't clarify it. He did make a point of keep saying, well, I'm big, I can handle my drink and I'm big, I can handle Again, my... it comes down to men being, e- men being ego. It's just I mean? funny because she didn't fucking kill him, did she? 
she clearly she can outdo her booze better than he can because she, she didn't fucking kill him, did she? If we're she, talking about her at the moment. If she was going about like you know when they're drinking and everything like this, you know, goes yeah, you know, when I drink, I'm, I'm more loose because everyone is more loose when they have a drink. Loose lips, lose yeah, every- more freer, yeah, yeah. Lo- lose everything. Yeah, she might have gone. Yeah, you know, when I've had a few drinks, I I love to get wild. You know, you can do whatever you want to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm all open to it. Yeah. And and this is what happened. And this is what happened. Are oh, you open to it? Are you okay? He obviously couldn't handle his drink, yeah. or you know, and he tried it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether it was consented or not, he we're well, never gonna know. He later on said in the interview footage, he actually said that the the investigators did say to him, she didn't ask for any of this, did she? And he went, no. Did she ask you to put a bottle in her? She mentioned it and said, you know, at one point I would like you to do this to me. Yeah, but he's like. Is that late? Maybe later. No, like he made it out very much that what he'd said before was bullshit. Yeah. That she did ask, she did ask, she did say at some point, "Oh, I'd like for you some point later on down the line, at some point, like at a later date, to maybe use a bottle as a sex toy." But he said, "So she didn't ask you to put your arm inside of her. She didn't ask you to put hair straighteners on." And he said, "No, she didn't ask for any of that." He did that off his own back. So he admitted that she didn't ask for any of that. No. She didn't enjoy it. She didn't ask for any of it. He's still stuck by the fact, though, that she was quiet during the whole time. It was just quiet. Right. He did admit that, and he stuck through that till the end, that she didn't scream, she didn't nothing. She she never basically regained co- proper consciousness. So she was passed out from all the drinking and everything like that? Yeah. I, can't, I don't actually know. I, can't, I couldn't find anywhere... Any like I saw crime scene photos. Obviously, they don't give you too much, um, but I couldn't see how much like tequila was actually gone out of the bottle. Yeah. So I don't know if like the whole bottle was gone or anything. I'm not sure about. It. She, I don't know how much they drank. But was she but... conscious when they walked into the walk-in wardrobe? <sighs> I'm not sure. Do you it's see what I mean? Or did he gray. help her? Into... I mm. don't know why he walked into the wardrobe. Where were they thinking of going? Narnia, I know what I'm saying. Or I Narnia, know. wherever. The... But they had a bed, which was weird. They had a bed. They could have had sex on the bed. Why did you have sex in the wardrobe? But why not have sex in the front room? Why did they yeah, tend to go in down the corridor? I presume they went down a corridor into the bedroom, into the no, wardrobe. No, the, so the wardrobe from the crime scene photos that I saw, the wardrobe was just off like the room that they were drinking in. So it was just another room then. It was like a lit. It was like a little walk-in wardrobe kind right. of thing with no door. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was just like they walked into it. Was it was basically like a walk-in wardrobe, a small walk-in wardrobe. Right. And that's where they'd had sex, allegedly, sex slash rape. So why go into that room? But why go into that I don't room know. if they're already in the front room? I don't know. It's, it's like so they, fucking weird. It's not like they had anything in the front room to obstruct them or anything. No, they didn't. I mean? They so... could have had sex on the floor. They, if they were going to have sex at the bottom of the closet, why wouldn't you have sex in the living room or on the bed or anywhere else? In the, why? Maybe they're role playing. Maybe you wanted to come out the closet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure trying to. <laughs> I know. It's to, the thing is, is because. You can't find much on this case. It's so frustrating. The questions, sorry, that I've got. I can't find any fucking answers to any of them. All the questions that I have, I've got a thousand and one questions, and I cannot find the answers anywhere. I couldn't find anything about her childhood. I couldn't find anything about his childhood. I couldn't find where he's even in prison. I couldn't find fuck all. They literally don't have it. Out. it's so and i can understand why not a lot of podcasts have covered this because there's so little information on it 
But the reason I've covered it today is because it's too gruesome and it's too it's too much of an absolute travesty that this woman went through that I can't not cover it because yeah. she needs to be what happened to her needs to be out there for people to hear. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that we don't know all of the history of them. You know, it needs to be out there. We don't really need to know the history or their past, you know what I mean? It'd be he, nice to know more about Maria, though. His criminal records, obviously, he didn't have any criminal records. So, obviously, no. this was obviously his first time. And I, like yeah. I said, I think drink, he just took one too many. He obviously took it, he, he obviously took he it too far. he probably had 10 too many. <laughs> well, you know, he obviously took it too far. And just one thing led to, one thing led to another, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that split second of decision making, do you know what I mean? But then he From didn't when... stop there though. He he after doing this, after trashing the whole flat, you know, you would think that after that he would kind of come down a few octaves. <laughs> Again, but he didn't, he went back. You don't know what, what was said what was said, do you know what I mean? Like it's that decision of where do you drink and drive? Yeah. Do you know it's that split second of you yeah. getting in the car and driving down the road, you get into an accident, you ki- you have you you kill that person, blah 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 and you but you're alive. It's that split second of you Decision. thinking, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? If you never got into that car and just walked back to your house, yeah, you would never go into that accident, that person would still be alive. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's that split. I'm not just trying to justify it. No, of course. Of what, yeah. But it's that split second you make. And sometimes we've, we've, we've all been there. We've all drunk. We've, we've all, all made silly decisions. Yeah, yeah all, but they're silly decisions, we, not murder. No, not murder. But we've all, oh, God, slept with someone, woke up the next day <laughs> going, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah, now, if someone tells, day after. Now, if someone tells me they haven't never done that, you're lying. I don't believe you. I'm not being funny. We've all made that mistake. Going, what was I thinking I? last night? You, know I mean? <laughs> you woke up in a strange house thinking, well, how the fuck did I get here? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then do you cast that as rape if you can't remember having intercourse with this woman or Well, man? let's you... not go into the whole there we go. Just drunk you know I mean? sex thing. I think that is a big black hole we do not want to be well, going down. I'm, I'm just saying, I've woke up in many yeah. places and gone, where the hell am I here? Yeah, I know, yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's another story, eh? Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, it doesn't matter how much he drank, he was still responsible for his actions. He wasn't declared mentally ill at the time, nothing like that. He, like he admitted, he got drunk. He doesn't know why he did it. He just turned into a monster and he did it. And he's he wasn't denying, like... Towards it, he was willing to take his punishment. He was willing to take his whatever kind of punishment the court decided to give him. He admitted that, you know, he would take whatever. And he did finally admit two and a bit hours into the interrogation that what he did. But it still doesn't take away how much she was completely brutalised and how much agony she must have been in. I don't, I'm not being funny. I don't believe for one fucking minute she didn't say anything. I don't believe for one minute she didn't wake up wince nothing i do not believe but that. if she did make if she didn't make sound surely next door neighbors would have heard her like a woman screaming or making some noise but i'm not fu- being funny if you had a a bottle up you or a whole arm up you yeah. literally up you and get your you know yeah. intestines taken out you'd be screaming you, you would be you wouldn't be you wouldn't be no. like oh, do you know what i mean unless no, you, you unless you was generally part like passed out but then even when you're passed out, your your fight or flight takes over. Like if you're passed out, yeah, and you're being strangled or you're being suffocated or you're being drowned, you do wake up from it because it's your fight and flight because your your inability to breathe will yes. wake you up. It will wake you up. It's a fact. It will wake you up. If you're unconscious, drunk, and you're being drowned, say, for example, you will wake up. You're not just going to stay asleep. But why am I mean, if the pain is that? 
so much painful you end up just passing out from that from pain, the pain so yeah. for example if you get a shot, a shot for example in the leg or wherever yeah. and the pain is so much that you just you just black out yeah do you know what i mean and then obviously they you know they're trying to take the bullet or whatever they're trying to open it and you're still passed out yeah do you know what i mean you ain't making yeah, no noise you ain't, no, I get you ain't making no noise she could have been in that much pain at the time yeah. that she just passed out and he just carried on doing the things that he obviously did. Yeah. And then she sort of like woke up and gone, oh, all right, kind of thing. Still yeah. obviously, you know, woke up still pissed or with a hangover, whatever. Yeah. Be pissed still probably. And gone, oh, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Feeling some sort of pain, but not realising yeah. where it's coming from. You know, when you, you've got, you know, that piss feeling in your brain, yeah. you don't, it's not, it's not computing, is it? Your brain's not run, mm. running, you know, like a normal brain. Yeah. Um, so I buy that. I buy what you said. Yeah. yeah, I buy what you said. I mean, yeah. If she was conscious throughout of it, for for the whole thing, sorry, I she, she definitely would have been made noise. She would scream. Yeah. She would have been in agony. She, but maybe she would have heard that. Yeah. So I think what he said that she was passed out. I think he could have been telling the truth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I believe to be honest. Because I mean, I buy what you said. You I said think they were having be... sex, sex normally. And then she was passing out. She passed sort of like passed out. Well, it wasn't clear whether she was passed out before they went into the wardrobe or she passed out as she kind of bent over to do doggy style. Was she Whether she out? then passed out. Was she passed out though? The question is... She was passed out when they were having sex, yeah. Right, okay. But what I'm saying is, is that whether they were having, like, started right. to have sex and then she passed out, so I'm not some, sure. He didn't so, say. So at some point she was passed out then? Yeah, she yeah. was, yeah. So she must have obviously mumbled the Rex's name at yeah. some point. Apparently. I think before and he, I, she passed out. And I think maybe. that's what another trigger that that, that flipped him. 100%, you know I mean? yeah. All the other and I think that's what done it. And it was like, right, that's, that's it. Going back to what I said, I'm going to show you now. Yeah. He obviously knew she was passed out. Yeah. He started doing all these things to her. Yeah. And that's why she didn't scream yeah. or anything like that. Like I said, if you would have screamed, na- neighbours would have heard. Would have do heard, you know what yeah. I mean? Unless your neighbour would have heard. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I and mean... then she woke, and then I think she woke up. He tried to, to help her to the bathroom. She might have passed, sort of like passed out, or gone, gone well, what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. Done it the second time. And then obviously that's when she was like, ah. Yeah. Well, I mean, after all this, he was obviously charged. Of course. Um, he was charged with first-degree murder um, and sexual battery. Um, he did actually plead guilty. as Well, he pled not guilty in the beginning, which is fucked to say that he pled not guilty. Um, he pled not guilty, but then later on, when he realised if he pled guilty, he could actually avoid a death penalty. Right. He decided to plead guilty. Um, there was actually like um, the death penalty was being looked into at this point. So he may have got it, may have not. But Florida is known, like they are renowned for not hanging around with the death penalty. You know, if you're given the death penalty, they don't fuck around when they're killing people. They don't. Um, And they are renowned. If you're going to be in certain places, if you're sentenced to the death penalty in certain, like certain states, they're renowned. Some some wait years and years and years and years and years. Florida is renowned for not fucking around with so stuff like that. Quick. They're pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying super super quick. Like within a year, you're going to be executed. Yeah, but you're but quick, they're pretty they're, quick. They're quicker than most. Yeah, they don't yeah. hang around. Um, his lawyers fought to have his statement at the interview. Yeah kept out of the trial and the crime scene photos kept out of the trial. So they fought to have this all kept out. 
um, but they actually failed. So they didn't succeed, thankfully, um, and they were entered in evidence. And the trial started on February the 13th, 2016, so the beginning of the following year. Um, they tried to actually say that the jurors would have been traumatised by the crime scene photos and the family, her family, Maria's family, would be traumatised by seeing the photos. Um so that's what they try justifying it as, but there was so much evidence along with like um, Fidel Lopez's guilty plea. He ended up pleading guilty. His confession that was on tape. Everyone knew what the outcome would be. You, know, we all knew what was going to happen from the trial. Judge Iona Holmes presiding and said, "Quote: In my almost twenty-three years on this bench, I've never been left without words to say." And for a judge to say that, that just kind of shows, doesn't it, what she must have seen in that in that court. Lopez said at sentences, quote, I'm happy to fulfill this conviction. I know what I did, what I did had to be paid. And I agree. I will pay with my life for the life I took to Maria's family. I asked for forgiveness. Maria's dad said, said in his statement to court that quote, if I had to summarize the life of Maria, it would be very difficult to express in a few lines. I just want to tell you all she was and will continue to be the model of affection, effort, perseverance and love of humanity. On August the 3rd, 2016, Fidel Lopez was sentenced to life imprisonment with no possibility of parole. As I said previously, we don't know where he's actually in prison. Um, as I said, there's not a lot of information right. about where he's actually in prison. All we know is, is that he has got life in prison and he will not be getting out for the rest of his life. Less, rest of his natural life, he will be incarcerated. Thank fucking God, you know. Um, this whole case, as I said before, hasn't really got a lot of information, just bits and pieces. I don't know why. I don't know why this case hasn't got a lot of information surrounding it. Because um, it's just as awful as a lot of other cases. Maybe not even as awful as some other cases. And there's loads of information on them. And I just can't find anything. I tried seeing if there was something going on around that time. The reason why it wasn't kind of recorded on a lot. And why there wasn't a lot of information about it. Because normally that's the reason why not a lot of information is surrounding it. Because there's something else going on. like So like elections or something like that. But nothing was going on around this time in the state there was nothing going on right. really so there's no reason why it wasn't as kind of publicized so that's the case for today um it's absolutely horrible and yeah horrible to research if i'm honest with you um it was really really horrible to kind of research and watching the interrogation footage um, as he walked into in in on me a few times when i was watching it and a couple of times didn't i, I was like Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to that anymore. <laughs> oh, I need a break from this. Um, so that is today's case for you. Um, there's not really, can't really have a lot of opinions really on it because you know he was convicted and he admitted what he did. Um, but I just feel sorry for Maria. You know what that poor woman had to go through the last kind of couple of hours of her life. Um, yeah. So that's really it. What we've got for today, isn't it, Bob? Yes. Do you have anything to add to that no, case? No, I haven't said I've said what I've got to say. Yeah, nothing to say about that no. one. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you've all kind of took that quite well today. Um, and that's it. We haven't really got anything else to add for today. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, give us a like, give us a share if you can. It does really help to get the podcast out. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.